Welcome to Building and Growing Your Business in the Craft World with Rebecca. We are going to talk today about how much you make and what should go into those calculations. All right, first off, I want to point out that I cannot tell you how much you should make in general. I can only go over the guidelines that you should consider, things that most of us do not consider when we're deciding on our labor cost and what value you bring to your business that you may not even be thinking about now, especially as you're growing your business either into a full-time career or whatever you decide to grow your business into. So that's the first thing that I wanted to go over before we get into any details is I cannot tell you how much to charge. I can only go over the factors you should consider before setting your labor cost. All right, let's get down to the why. Why am I making this particular podcast? Well, first reason is I did want to expand on labor costs because I know I added it into the formula and as we're beginning our business, it's not something we really consider and sometimes it's something we even brush off paying ourselves for our service or our work you know we think about the profit for the business we think about we're paying back the materials we use but we don't think about the money that we should make when we're making those products or when we're doing the services that we do and that is a big way of stopping your business exactly where it's at because if we're not making any money then we have nothing to live on You know, that's pretty much the profit for you, the labor for you. That's your wage. That's your hourly page or pay your salary. It's essentially what you use to live on. And so it is very important to go ahead and calculate that and to kind of put in these considerations when you're doing so. I'm going to start going over these considerations and I want you guys to pull out a pen and paper if you have it available. If not, save this podcast to go over later because this is definitely things that you need to consider. We do not pay ourselves enough. No matter what you're paying yourself right now, chances are you are not paying yourself enough. I want you to think about everything that you do for your business. And let me guess that your list just stopped at, well, I built the business, um, I do the pictures, and I started the website, and, you know, I make the products. But, you know, that's it, right? But that's not it. That's, that's kind of like the broad spectrum of what other people may understand we do for our businesses, but that is not the end-all, be-all for what we do for our businesses. I want you to think about the jobs that you do for your business. Imagine as if you had to outsource every single part of your business, as if you were the CEO at the top, but all you did was sit at your desk and your job was to outsource every job within your business to other people to do to keep the business functioning. So essentially your manager and your job is literally to manage those jobs. All right, we all know that's not what we do, but I want you to picture yourself as that as we write this down. And I want you to think about these separate jobs that we put into our businesses. Accountant, legal advisor and researcher, of course, Manager of all the jobs coming under. Designer of the products. Manufacturer of the products. Inventory management. 
you're the call rep, the customer service rep, social media manager, graphic designer, website developer, scheduler, overall coordinator. You control all of the advertisements. You do all of the photography. You literally built everything, every single thing for your business. Those were just a few of them. I don't want to go through every detail because it would take us a long time. But when other people are thinking about the business, they normally aren't thinking of those little jobs that go into it. And if you're the head of a company and you're listening to the podcast, I'm not certain why, but if you are, these are things that, you know, we don't really consider that we outsource to other people or that we do ourselves. But these are all individual jobs. And each one of these individual jobs has a starting figure in which they get paid on either an hourly or a salary basis in other companies. And they make that set amount and they have the ability to move up in that pay. As a business owner, it's a little bit harder than that. If you were to move up in your pay, you have to charge more for your services. To charge more for your services means that your product prices have to go up. And we all know that when we're in the small business field, if our product prices go up, people notice it. You know, as we're building, people notice when those prices go up. And so it's one of the biggest things people get scared about. You know, I don't want to raise my prices, but are you getting paid? You know, if you're at the point where you're listening to this and you're thinking about raising your prices, I'm not going to say hesitate to do it. I'm going to say go ahead and do it. Because if you're at that point, then you need to take that step. But if you haven't started the business yet and you're, you know, listening to get an idea for what you're going to need to do so, I want you to consider all of these factors in. I had a conversation earlier and these are the things that I was trying to point out you do for your business. You do each one of these jobs. All right. Why would you be making minimum wage? When you're the CEO of the business and you run more jobs than any one position in any other business encounters. You do more work in an eight-hour shift than some people get done in a 16-hour shift. And that's not to down anybody who's working great 16-hour shifts, but they are working within a job range that they already have. Your job range expands the football fields, like literally. You are dedicated to your business. You are invested in your business. This is something, this is an interest that you have. And so every piece of work that you do is monumental to your business. You know, you're not lollygagging around. You're not taking it easy or taking a deep breath on the boss's time because you are the boss. And so, you know, Taking a moment before you go and answer another phone call or develop another program, you don't pay yourself for that. This isn't like an hourly job where you would get paid anyways, even if the job's not finished at the end of the day. You get paid based off of the work that you do, and that payment is normally brought into your labor, which is added into the cost of your products. And normally it is such a small amount as it is because it's also spread out over a multitude of products and it's all based on you you know 
a lot of this goes back into the podcast that I did before this one, where we're talking about what you need to consider when you're at a vendor event. And one of the things I said you need to consider is the time that you are at that event, how much you make hourly to make it, to help you decide whether or not that event is worth the doing. You know, if you make $25 an hour and it's an eight hour event and you made no money at that event, you just wasted eight hours at that event. Now, our products do not look like that, obviously. You're not going to, chances are you are not putting your product out and you're saying it's $25 in labor plus the material. I mean, normally if you have an hour's worth of labor sitting there, you see an hour's worth of labor sitting there. And that's only if you're making $25. You might decide that 35 is a great number for you because you're going to break it down to minutes. And if you know you can produce so many products over so many minutes, then you can break that down and each product has two to three dollars in labor in it. And so you add two to three labor or two to three dollars in labor at the end of each product after you do the materials and after you cover overhead. These are things that you need to consider when you're coming up with the labor that you want. And so I'm going to get a little bit more specific. When I was developing my business a little bit further about three years ago, and I was really putting my cost into perspective because like most people in the industry, I undervalued my cost a lot. And if I was at an event, you know what, if the price fit for that customer, then I would sell it to them. But that didn't make any sense for my products or the long term of my business. And when I started looking at it in detail, I noticed that it didn't make any sense for my products or the long term results for my business. And so I also worked a full time job at the time. And I worked in a jewelry store and the owner I would talk to all the time. And if I had a detail about the business as I was building it into a legal business that I could, you know, go out to events and that I could sell out of and that I could develop my webpage for, as I was talking to him, we were talking about the labor cost. And he had asked me originally, well, what do you now pay yourself in labor? And, you know, first thing I think of is about minimum wage because that's pretty much what I was making at any of the other places that I'd work at. You know, it wasn't a definitive. It may have been a little bit more because, hey, everybody wants to make more than minimum wage. But it wasn't anywhere near what I would generally be making if I was the CEO of a company that was already established. And I was talking to him about this and he's like, well, look at it this way. Our jeweler here makes $25 an hour. And the jeweler there is amazing. I worked with her for quite a while and I appreciate her work. And I think everything that she did was amazing. And whether or not he was 100% truthful about her pay, you know, that's not something they normally discuss within the business, other people's pay. But he was at least giving me a range to work with to think about it. And I took that range and then I considered, all right, the jeweler there repaired jewelry specifically. She had experience in her field and she repaired jewelry and she did an amazing job at it. But here are the things that she didn't have to do. She didn't have to market any jewelry. 
She didn't have to create any new jewelry. She wasn't designing any of the pieces unless it was a special request. And at the time we were talking, me and him were talking, they didn't do that. You know, she didn't have to do any of the website development. She didn't have to stand on the sales floor. She pretty much didn't have to do anything but repair the jewelry. And any extra work that she put in there, that was something that she did because she could. That's also somebody who's working an hourly position in a store that had already been established for many, many, many years. And that's something that I want you guys to consider. Look up what you generally call yourself in your position. You know, most of us do not call ourselves the CEO of our business. Go ahead and look up what somebody in your position makes, whether it's hourly or salary, whatever you want to go with. You're welcome to. I, I highly recommend going with hourly because it's easier to break down within your products. But whatever works best for you, you know, our minds wrap around things very differently. Look up what they are generally making and then consider what they do under their job title. Are they working for somebody else? Do they do any of the extra work that you have to do? Is it, so if I call myself a jewelry designer, do most jewelry designers working for somebody else, do they do the photography as well? Do they do the social media management? Um, do they run the podcast? Chances are they probably don't, um, unless they have their own field or their own shop that they're working within. They don't, in which case, if they do have their own shop, hopefully if they're listening to this podcast and they're considering all the things that they put into their work and they're considering the labor and what it needs to cost. So I highly recommend getting a general idea of what somebody similar to you or your position in your field makes. You can look that up online. You can see it through Glassdoor. You can see it, even if you're just looking in your field, what do people in this field normally make? And you're going to see everything from the low-range employee to the high-range employee. It's going to give you a general idea. Google will normally give you a general idea as well. And then I want you to think about everything that you do and compare it to what is within that position that they do. And I want you to pay yourself accordingly. You need to make and labor enough not only to live by, but to be able to grow, all right? Because you don't want to be increasing your prices three, four, five years down the road, 10, 15 years down the road. You know, we all make more money, obviously, but if your prices increase, you know, they should increase with new products that are coming in that are maybe better quality that you found or are nicer pieces or they just fit your brand more. It shouldn't be the same old pieces and now they're increasing in price. Especially if we're not at a time where everything else is increasing in price too. You know, if material for a certain piece goes up in price, obviously that's going to increase. But it's significantly, di significantly different for something to increase a dollar or two for the material versus three, four, or five dollars to cover your new wage. And you also have to think about when you're growing your business, what does that also encompass? It encompasses hiring people on in the future because remember, this is the labor that's going into the products. So it's not as if you're selling these products and then a certain amount each week goes over to you. 
And then suddenly you can navigate that over to somebody else because either you're going to cut into your labor and you're not going to make the same amount, you're going to make less, or you're going to have to raise your product price so that you can pay somebody else. You know, there's always some room for growth. There's always room to, you know, adjust things a little bit, but you don't want to make that dramatic change, especially as you're establishing your business and you're getting out to the public's eye and not everybody that buys from you is going to know you. They're not going to know your personal life or your history. They're not going to know that, you know, you started out and you had only known like three years worth of knowledge within your business. And now suddenly, you know, 12 years worth of knowledge in your business. And so you want to be paid 12 years worth of knowledge. You know, they don't know that. You know that. You know where your business is headed to. And that's one of the reasons why you do a business plan in the beginning with where you are attempting to go with your business because it gives you a clear defined plan that you can follow along and it's one thing to go in there and change a couple things as your path changes but it's another thing to have to go in there and pretty much erase half of it and be like no we either went so much further than that or we cut off here because I didn't pay myself enough and so I wasn't making enough from the business. All right, so that's today's portion of how to grow your business with Rebecca. If you guys want to hear more, I will be continuing the podcast. If you have um, any questions, you're welcome to message me. I believe my email's on here, but you can also find me online. Uh, my business is Rebecca Merker Design Jewelry. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I have a TikTok. Um, you can email me, RebeccaMerker at gmail.com. And I will be able to answer any questions that you guys have. Have a good night.